This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no going on my fellow schwoke lords what is up welcome to yet another best episode of cancel Sweezy, the literal best episode we've ever, ever done cancel Sweezy, the lord's trademark favorite podcast what's going on everyone how's everyone doing it's fourth of july week i've actually been i've been a little busy you know i did a community band concert i played a little concert for a bunch of first graders you know Play We Don't Talk About Brew, no, 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 no. They requested The Middle by Marin Morris, which I think was probably the weirdest one, the weirdest request. I didn't think first graders like that. I'm like, I'm going to play some Disney songs, I'm going to play, and then they do, like, apparently they, uh, yeah, they did a, uh, like, uh, for March Madness, they, like, all pick a song and the school votes and whoever, you know, it's like a little bracket thing. It's, 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 it sounds like fun for kids. Uh, my mom, I had her pick all, it was for my, like my mom's first graders. So my mom picked, uh, I had my mom pick all star. I really wanted her to pick Stacy's mom, but apparently you're not supposed to play that in front of kids. It's not that bad of a song. It's just like, you know, and then what was the, she didn't want Jolene either, which she had a coworker named Colleen, which Colleen, 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 that's the song. Uh, you know, that's going on. Uh, but yeah, no, it's been fun. It's fun, hot. It's been hot. I've actually been outside. The aluminum deodorant works, but if it's 90 degree weather, you're still gonna, you're probably gonna sweat, you know? I, I think the worst part, I think I realized, like, the worst part is, like, like, my forehead sweats and then, like, comes down to my eyes, you know? And honestly, I don't go outside much, and, I, like, I realized that, it's a good thing that, like, I use, like, facial moisturizer, you know? I have, you know, I, I get acne, so I, I try to not get acne, you know? If you, ha if you have something you don't like and you can get rid of it, do, do your best to do that. Uh, yeah, I realize my forehead, yeah. And then I'm glad it has, like, sunscreen in my moisturizer, so... Because I, mean, I think if I get sunburned, like, the worst part's my nose, you know? I don't know. It's probably the Jew. 
my nose, my nose is weird. Like it doesn't look bad, but like, and I can't tell if it's big or small. It's like a medium nose, you know, and it's just oily as all fuck, you know? So super annoying. Uh, but yeah, no, it's been a week. Also what's been going on in the week is that, uh, the, the darndest thing, um, uh, last week, our episode, it was our last week of Pride Month, so the background uh, said, uh, protect trans kids, okay? And I, I got a sticker, I put a sticker on my guitar that said, protect trans kids, and people lost their shit about that. Apparently, uh, that is triggering to them. I'm, I'm, well, everyone thinks I'm, I joined the very thing I swore to destroy, you know, or whatever, it's like cancel. I'm like, I'm not, it's not like a Republican. The, the joke, the joke for this podcast, for those of you like who are kind of newish and don't really understand the title, why we call it cancel Shweezy, the joke is that I'm going to be talking so much that everyone's going to want to cancel me because of the dumb things I say, you know? And that's, you know, that's the joke in reality is it's not like, it's not, I'm not just saying offensive shit for fucking an hour and a half plus or whatever, you know, just, you know, just sometimes controversial, uh, controversial saying, but, uh, if you're, if you're fucking a chick, a bisexual chick, she, and you have man boobs, she will grab them during sexual intercourse. Uh, so like, that's the shit we, I get canceled over just dumb fucking shit. Uh, you say, so yeah. So I've decided that since everyone has a fucking problem with, uh, protect trans kids. Everyone just has a fucking problem with that. I'm not even, like, saying that trans, like, it's not even, like, trans lives matter or, like, you know, or whatever. It's protect trans kids. Like, the the thought behind it is uh, trans kids are being attacked because of their gender identity. And I'm not saying that you need to agree with their gender identity or whatever, you know. I'm not saying, like, anything controversial. It's just the fact that, hey, Let's make sure those kids don't get murdered or hurt or attacked. That's all I'm saying. I don't, you know, I, I you know, I'll see a Republican rally or whatever. What, what are Republican rallies called? What do we call a Republican rally? Uh, I, w- I would say Cracker Barrel, but they're actually pretty woke. And they, and for some of you didn't know, like when Cracker, this year Cracker Barrel got some heat from the conservatives for being pro, like pride, you know, for pride month. Uh, at Nashville Pride, they probably have the biggest presence out of, like, any other business. It's like banks and Cracker Barrel. Like, Cracker like, they're not even, I don't even think Cracker Barrel's making food there. Like, they're not even making food. They're just like, we're Cracker Barrel. <laughs> like, we're here. We, we have a tent. We have a little gazebo tent thing. Like, I, I don't even, I don't even think I went to that booth and even, I don't even think there's anything there. I don't know. I don't even know. Like, what do they fucking sell? The fucking bullshit, bullshit they sell in Cracker Barrel. Uh, you know, they sell some CDs and candy and shit like that, but nothing in that Cracker Barrel store is worth buying. Like, I, I think the last thing I've ever bought from a Cracker Barrel was like a harmonica, you know, like a cheap ass harmonica from Cracker Barrel, which you could probably just get on Amazon cheap too. So, uh, yeah, so. Cracker Barrel. So I've decided that since a lot of people don't like the idea that I say protect trans kids, I think I'm just going to double down, you know? 
you know, sometimes you can, you can ignore the comments or you can double down. And it's a good thing to pick your battles. And I think this is going to be a battle I'm going to pick, you know. I'm just going to, I'm going to go way too hard into this, you know. You ever, like, support a cause? You're like, uh, children in Africa should be, have food and water. And I'm like, yeah, I agree with that. But you're like, you're probably not going to do anything. You're just like, I agree with that statement. Let's, let, let's help kids in Africa, you know. Let, yeah, I was like, yeah, let's help kids in Africa. But then you don't do anything. Uh, that could have been me with protect trans kids. Now I'm just going to double down to it. Now I'm going to be like, now this is, I'm going to go way too into it, you know, for, to a point, you know, I decided I'm going to go so hard into this and double down so hard that the trans community better be like, we would like you to stop. That's how hard I'm going to go to. We like your enthusiasm, but we would appreciate if you stopped. Uh, you know, do I have it? This is the type of guy you get. There we go. But, uh, so yeah, we're, we're onto that. Um, and shit like that. So, um, yeah, what was it? This is cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. Uh, and, and shit like that. But Pride Month is over. We're back to, we're in July now. So, uh, I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. Yep. I finally remembered to put on the soundboard. I also realized on the soundboard that, uh, it was like, well, I can only have so many sound drops on the board. It was, a uh, 24, and then I realized there's a, you know, I, I always knew there was a button to switch, uh, but I never did anything with it. I was like, I can only have 24, and I'm like, oh, I can just press one button and add more sound drops, though. But, uh, we are not, it's no longer, it's no longer Pride Month, it's July, which has a holiday, one holiday, uh, and that is the 4th of July. Happy 4th of July, if you're watching the show, you'll see I'm wearing an American flag button-up shirt. Uh, which was made in China. I just wanted to make that clear. Was this is a shirt that was made in China? Uh, well, it's America. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch. Okay. Uh, we we're celebrating America today, even though sometimes we feel embarrassed to be here. And uh, let's abort the Supreme Court too. Let's do that shit. That would be nice to abort the Supreme Court. You know. That, that, that's a, that's another topic, but uh, this is the only podcast that celebrates America, you dumb son of a bitch. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? Uh, yeah, so, still figuring out my plans for the holiday, but we, sh- we should have fun, you know. I did some things, and now I'm going to do other things, you know. I don't have a gig on the 4th of July, usually I do, but I this year I don't, so uh, that's cool. Um... With all that being said, make sure you go check it out our social media under at the Shweezy and my music under Shweezy 2. Fixing, like I said last week, but we're fixing up the final mix of a song and I'm going to get that out to you soon. So that's why I want to make sure you're following me over on uh, social media at the Shweezy or wherever you stream your music at, follow me too. That way you're notified when a new song drops and you can pre-save and, you know, do all that cool shit. Uh, as well, we do have a Patreon page. It may be going away as well, and uh, for just regular donations from PayPal or Cash App as well. So uh, definitely check that out if you're interested. And if you're not interested, you do you. You can do you can do whatever you want. Cause you know why? This is America, you dumb son of a bitch. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you know, yeah, if you want to financially help us out, it'll be a great way to say thank you for being a friend. Travel down this road and back again. If your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant. So, uh, thank you. Thank you. I had some more. Let's, let's press a button. Can anybody tell me what back. can I do with these ladybugs? That is a video none of you get. Why weren't you at all practice? 
That's funny. Well, it's, it's just so fucking loud. But that's the funny part about it. I'm like, why aren't you in elf practice? Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. I'm surprised that one has not been in the loop. You bet I'm coming up in May. That was a specialty for May. Now I can just have it here. I was towed. That's my favorite. I've been saying that and no one gets it. So, so now I can be like, I was towed. So we all, so we can all agree. I have figured out the greatest would you rather ever. Let me explain. Uh, you're, you're in a situation. This is better if you have a wife and kids. But if you don't have a wife and kids, pretend you have a wife and kids. All right. So you are in a situation where if you, uh, that you have to decide uh, between two options. And if they don't, they kill your kids and your wife all in front of you. So the thing is, you have to sleep with one between two women. The first choice is a woman whose name I don't know. I don't know either of these women's name, but the first one uh, goes by Gorlock the Destroyer. Now, Gorlock the Destroyer uh, has been making waves on the internet, and everyone has been way too mean to her. After the Job of the Hut video, I think that was enough. So that's your first option. You have Gorlock the Destroyer. Your second option, okay? A little bit, maybe a little bit better, depending on how you're seeing it. Your second option is this Victoria's Secret model, and if you're listening to the show, uh, I want to tell you, uh, Victoria's Secret recently had a model with Down Syndrome, and I think she looks great, and I think she's very much, like, in, in regards to qualifications to be a Victoria's Secret model, I think she reached that, you know? So those are your two choices. You got Gorlock the Destroyer versus this Victoria's Secret model. Uh, who do you choose in this situation? I will go with a Victoria's Secret model because I feel like in both situations it's consensual. So I'd probably go with the Victoria's Secret model. Who would you choose? Would you choose Gorlock or would you choose this Victoria's Secret model? That's the question I have for everyone. That's the question of the week. Uh, who, who do you choose in that situation? Uh, yeah. It's like a sippy sip. Back to Waterloo, folks. All right, it is time for Previous Week right now. What is Previous Week right now, you may be asking? It's just the news from last week. We're going to it's simple. It's just last week's news that we're going over right now. So, without further ado... Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. Let's try that again. Without further ado... Let's just jump into it. There we go. Uh, first article is from USA Today. This has been trending all over my life. YouTuber Colleen Ballinger posts 10-minute ukulele video denying child grooming accusations. Following accusations that she had inappropriately inappropriate relationships with young fans, YouTuber Colleen Ballinger is responding in a 10-minute video, 10-minute ukulele video denying she groomed children. The famous YouTube comedian is known for her viral character Miranda Sings, and she has garnered more than 22 million followers across several YouTube channels. Her comedic online persona earned her a large fan base, which included many young children. Ballinger posted a video titled Hi Wednesday, responding to allegations about her relationships with very young fans. Via ukulele song, she described the allegations against her as part of the toxic gossip train. Uh, Some people are saying things about me that aren't true, the YouTuber said at the start of her video. 
Even though my team has strongly advised me not to say what I'm going to say, I realized they never said I couldn't sing about what I want to say. She added, Ballinger focused on denying the accusations that she groomed young fans. Instead, said she messaged her fans in more of a loser way. I was just trying to be besties with everybody, the YouTuber said. It was kind of like when you go to a family gathering and there's a weird aunt there who keeps coming up to you and being like, hey girl, what's the tea? And you're like, ew, that was me. But in group chats with fans, it was weird. I haven't done that in years, you see, Ballinger's then added, because I changed my behavior and I took accountability. Let me try to help. Sometimes people make a mistake and it doesn't make them a horrible person. Whoa, she continued to sing. Ballinger also described the toxic gossip trend targeting her thought you want me to take accountability but that's not the point of your mob mentality ballinger went on throughout the song your goal is to ruin my life of the person you despise while you dramatize your lies and monetize their demise i haven't done that in years you see ballinger then added because i changed my behavior and i took accountability let me try to help sometimes people make a mistake and it doesn't make them a horrible person whoa she continued to sing ballinger also decried the toxic gossip train targeting her thought you wanted me to take accountability but that's not the point of your mob mentality ballinger went on throughout the song your goal is to ruin my life of the person you despise which you dramatize your lies and monetize their demise uh, allegations about ballinger's relationships with her child fans first surfaced in 2020 youtuber adam mcintyre posted a video alleging that ballinger had an inappropriate personal friendship with him when he was between 13 and 16 and at one point sent him lingerie as a joke after Ballinger uploaded her ukulele video, McIntyre responded in a Wednesday tweet, As much as Colleen discredited and made fun of me, I'm glad her video did one thing, show you exactly the type of evil woman she is that a lot of us have experienced over the past few years behind the scenes. The mask has slipped. Everyone meet the real Colleen Ballinger. This is so weird. Now, first of all, I think I've probably heard the name Miranda Sings before my life, but I don't think I've ever watched a single fucking video she's ever made or Colleen has ever made. And honestly, I, if she made an apology, if she just made like a normal apology video, like all the YouTubers, you know, usually make, I would not be talking about this. However, I'm a musician and I, and if you're making an apology video, uh, in song, it's like, nobody said I couldn't sing. If you know, if you know what that from show that's from, let me know. Uh, so she like made a 10 minute, like a 10 minute video, 10 minute fucking song denying she groomed children. And the thing is, I don't know all, everything she said. I know she sent lingerie to a fan. Part of me doesn't, you know, I get the why, how that could be like a sexual thing, but she says it was a joke. Which it could be saying that, you know, after the fact, you know, it was just a joke, guys. Like, but like, you know, I get, I get the idea. Like, if I sent my used underwear, like to someone who listens to this show, I would also make sure they're, you know, they're of age. But also, like, I don't know. Like, I'm just sending my fucking underwear. It's different, like, because people actually buy women's underwear, and then she just sent it to like a thirteen to sixteen year old. Uh, which is inappropriate. So, like, I don't know. I get the... If, if it was legit just a joke at the beginning of it and, like, it was always supposed to be a joke and not, like, like supposed to be a sexual thing, I kind of get it. You know, I kind of get it. But also, if we're also talking here... Um, yeah. Uh, there's screenshots from the conversations she's had with actual children. Um, actual children. 
And, you know, it's one thing to converse with children. Uh, It's weird. And if it's not in the appropriate context, it can be weird. But she got oddly sexual. Um, In the screenshots I saw, I don't know the full story. I know inappropriate messages were just like... She would, like, send a group. Imagine sending a group of, like, 11-year-olds. What's y'all's favorite sex position? Because that's the one I thought was funny. First of all, 11-year-olds, I hope they're not having sex. There's probably some. But when I was 11 years old, I don't even know if I was getting boners at 11. I probably did. I remember remember when it first started, and you were just like, huh, I want to stick my dick. And in something, then you realize, oh, you're supposed to stick your dick in a vagina. Some people stick their dick in other things. That's that's we're that's off topic, but but yeah, that's you know, I would I don't think anyone in that I don't even think a lot of thirteen year olds are having sex. Like I I didn't hear people like losing their virginity till like high school. You know, like that's when I really heard of it. Everyone talked like you know there was always rumors, but you know. Most of the time, people that age, if you're a kid listening to this, most of those people that age are not, are not fucking, you know? Uh, at most, they may be, like, touching boobs or whatever, you know? I felt boob. There's a band. They had a song. I felt boob for the very first time. I felt boobs for the very first time. And, like, the drummer in the band I was playing with, like, his pastor dad showed up to show, Baptist dad, too. Oh, man, that's, that was, that's fun. I felt, and luckily he didn't, like, because the PA system was kind of ass, and so they didn't actually get the lyrics or whatever was going on. Um, one thing I want to, the last thing I really want to talk about in regards to this is, um, the, the, the song itself, Toxic Gossip Train, and, I assume, like, she would probably write the Toxic Gossip Train little chorus thing she wrote and then kind of go into it, but, like, she legit wrote this out. Now, you know, because if I was going to make an apology like this, I would, like, sing and I would kind of do a lot of improv and stuff like that with this. Uh, But it sounds like she put a lot of fucking effort. That's the thing is, if you want to know, did she just wing it or did she... Uh, actually write down the whole fucking song, the 10-minute version, uh, Colleen's version. Uh, hi, Colleen ver- Colleen's version, 10 minutes. Uh, so, but, like, she she writes lyrics like, your goal is to ruin my- the life of the person you despise while you dramatize your lies and monetize their demise. No one says that normally. That's a very thing you make for a song like that's songwriting. Like those are lines you would only say in a song. And I'm not saying they're bad in songs. Like it means actually, it's actually pretty good. Your goal is to ruin my life of the ruin the life of the person you despise while you dramatize your lies and monetize their demise. It's like a poetry and shit like that. Like she put a lot of effort into this and yeah, it comes across to conclude though. Yeah. Uh, with the song, is it a good song? No, I don't really like that ukulele Zoe Dejanel shit, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, it seems kind of narcissistic, seems a little gaslighty, and it it really just seems that uh, it's uh, the song's about taking accountability, but the lyrics don't. But the lyrics make it in a way where you're not taking it in accountability. Songwriting 101. Uh, you have one topic, and you stick to that one topic. 
you know, the toxic gossip train and, you know, and, uh, and the idea of, like, there's so much... The idea, I guess, you would try to make the song, like, called Toxic Gossip Train, I think, would be the title of the song if you actually... It's not high. High! Um, it'd be Toxic Gossip Train. And uh, the idea of, like, yeah, people have been gossiping about me, and I'm here to take the rumors straight. Yeah, I made a mistake, but I'm taking accountability. But the way the song kind of goes does not sound like she's taking accountability. So, uh... Some of the lyrics are good. Like, I think, like I said, your goal is to ruin the life of the person you despise while you dramatize your lives and monetize their demise. Like, it's a pretty good lyric, you know, and I th- lyrics, and I think that's good. But overall, the theme of the song is that it's like, I'm back, and yep, there are rumors about me, and uh, fuck you, you know? So, yeah, I don't know how much more I can say. I think, really, this video did the opposite of what you wanted to do. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, all I have to say is... That's rough, buddy. Uh, this is from Business Insider. The circus around Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg's much-vaunted fight is getting even stranger with suggestions the bout could happen in the Coliseum. Uh, the circus around the potential fight between Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk is getting even stranger with claims it could take place in Rome's ancient Colosseum. TMZ reported Friday that Italy's culture uh, minister reached out to Meta CEO Zuckerberg to suggest staging the much-hyped contest at the legendary venue, and then Zuckerberg passed on the message to the UFC's Dana White, whose people contacted the senior Italian government officials, according to TMZ. <coughs> Uh, around the same time the report was published, Musk tweeted, Some chance fight happens, some chance fight happens in Coliseum. What? Uh, he also linked to a scene from the comedy film Monty, Li- Monty Python's Life of Brian, which depicts a fight in Jerusalem's Coliseum, adding, uh, Need to work on my endurance, and shared a Latin phrase that translates to the stars incline us, they do not blind us. Uh, so it so it seems that Tesla's CEO could be eager to bring this much hyped bout to one of the seven wonders of the world. Zuckerberg is a noted fan of Roman history, having spoken about his fascination with Augustus Caesar, and may have even chosen his cropped hairstyle to <laughs> the first century Roman emperor. Someone's just being a dick, dude. <laughs> it's still uncertain whether or not this fight will actually take place, with Musk's mom repeatedly trying to call off the fight, and his dad calling it a no-win situation for Elon in an interview with The Sun. But then the world's richest person held an hours-long impromptu training session with the podcaster Lex Friedman on Tuesday. Uh, and White previously told TMZ both billionaires are dead serious about the fight after he spent an hour and a half on the phone with them. The Coliseum was hosted some concerts in honor times like Ellen John's in 2005, but that only took place outside the walls due to the venue's ancient conditions. Although ongoing restoration work means there could be a large, larger events with the arena itself with accommodations up to 80,000 spectators in Roman times. The BBC reported that it will have a retractable stage floor when restoration is complete, completed later this year, which the culture ministry said would allow for concerts and theatrical performances. Meta, the Italian Ministry of Culture, and a UFC spokesperson did not immediately respond to insider's request for comment. Um, first question I have is, it is Sunday, July 2nd, as I am recording this, and this comes out uh, July 5th, so right after that. 
uh, Elon Musk fight still occurring. Um, let's go here. Um, a huge match between, we're just making sure some chance markers are fights happen in the Coliseum. Uh, chance markers are fighting in the Coliseum. you probably be in the Coliseum. So, okay. Uh, as far as everything I'm looking at here in, uh, from Google, it uh, looks like the fight is still on from when I'm recording this. I thought I heard the rumor that it was off, but they're both dead serious. And, uh, first of all, yeah, the Coliseum, you know, I thought it was actually a working theater still because and the only reason i know that is because of the lizzie mcguire movie <laughs> because they had the end concert hey now hey now this is what dreams are made like they had that final concert at the coliseum so i thought it was an actual thing it that is it is weird that like the arena itself can probably still hold events and stuff like that because in my mind i think that, you know, it's, like, something, a monument that's part of history, you know, you still, like, tour around and shit like that, but at the same time, you want to keep, preserve everything in a way where it's not just gonna all fucking break and shit like that, so, I was, the Coliseum is somewhat interesting, uh, itself that it can still work as a, um, Spectre thing, it's like, but like, there's shit like you probably should replace, and then you know, there's a lot of electricity and electronic stuff like speakers and other shit like that you have to add as well. Now, I know itself, like, if it's a live sound thing or whatever, like, you build up, you you have extra stuff that you'd bring, you, you know, or whatever, but uh, things are different about that. But we're all interested in Elon and Mark Zuckerberg fighting. Now, Mark Zuckerberg is just weird. And he did make Facebook, so he does deserve some hate, but, like, he's not, he doesn't outwardly do bad things. I guess he could be a bad boss at Meta or whatever the fuck, you know? But Elon Musk is, you know, his, his fucking autism uh, makes him insufferable uh, to society. And uh, people, like, he tried to come across as, like, a genius, but, like, in reality, he's just, like, a rich, a ro like, a spoiled rich kid, you know? And so it's, like... This dude's just kind of an asshole, and he's like, and how terrible Tesla can be to its employees and shit like that. Uh, and basically that terrible of a human being Elon Musk is as well. So, uh, he's, he's shitty, but, uh, I am super interested in this fight, though. Uh, and so they said they're dead serious. I'm, I'm curious about things you have to do to prepare for a fight, uh, for two people who are not athletes, but they're both billionaires, or gazillionaires, I don't even know how much money they have, and so they can definitely afford to hire trainers and shit like that, you know, and, you know, they could do, they could just, you know, they could just do drugs, like, you have the money, you could just get a bunch of drugs, that would be hilarious if they both roided out, and to be honest with you, if they both, if both Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg started just going on a full regimen of steroids, like the kind that just really lets you go. And, like, why do we not like steroids in sports? Because it makes it an uneven playing field. But if everyone in sports took steroids, I don't think it'd be that big of a deal, you know? And so I'm really wanting both Elon and, uh, Elon and Mark, uh, Mark. Feel like a woman, a real woman. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Uh, to, uh, to, to just use steroids, become, like, super aggressive. I want... Would we be interested in a fight to the death between Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk? Because I'm, I'm not saying no, that I'm not 
interested in watching them fight to the death. Uh, if both of them agree to it, if both of them agree to fight to the death, I think it'd be okay. It's kind of like fight clubs in prison, you know? If, like, everyone's consenting, you know, let them do it, you know? Let the security guards gamble and shit like that. And, you know, if you're a good fighter, then you get treated, and like, they, you know, the security guards treat you better in prison and shit like that, you know? It's a good motivation and maybe some time off, too, you know? I, but that's the thing, though. If, like, someone's a really good fighter, then we're going to keep you in prison, so that's the bad part. Anyways, though, that's a lot of, that's a lot of talking on my end. Last article we got here today from the Rolling Stone and a controversial Rolling Stone article here. This is the Rolling Stone article about it. Uh, Jonathan Majors' extreme abuse allegedly goes back nearly a decade. Jonathan Majors was a Hollywood star and on the cusp of going supernova, the last black man in San Francisco first brought him critical acclaim, Lovecraft Country, The Harder They Fall, and Creed III propelled his popularity and most recently early buzz for his upcoming film Magazine Dreams and his recurring Kang the Conqueror character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe were set to make him a household name. But lately, most headlines about Majors have been involving a messy domestic violence case. In March, Majors was arrested for allegedly attacking a girlfriend, uh, and this week, the New York Post and Times both reported that the New York Police Department had alerted officers that there is probable cause to arrest Majors' accusers as well. The criminal case against Majors remains open, and the allegations threaten to upend his career. The first public stain on an otherwise unblemished reputation in dozens of new interviews with Rolling Stone, however, those who have known Majors over the past decade claim he has a history of abusive behaviors. During this three-month investigation, Rolling Stone spoke with more than 40 people who have known Majors during his time in graduate school, his Hollywood career, and his romantic relationships. Many describe Majors as being a complicated, unpredictable, and sometimes violent man who can switch from charming to cold in a flash. All of the sources for this article requested an anonymity, uh, citing fear of career repercussions and personal retribution from Majors. Some claim they were prohibited from speaking. My only response can be that I am silenced by an NDA he had me signed, says one person who worked with Majors. Their stories suggest a pattern of alleged physical, mental, and emotional abuse that dates back a decade to Majors' time at Yale's David Geffen School of Drama, where he was involved in physical altercations and continued to the sets of his movies and TV shows where production members raised concerns over his treatment of crew. Jonathan Majors vehem vehemently denies Rolling Stone's false allegations that he physically, verbally, or emotionally abused anyone, let alone any of his past romantic partners. Major attorneys uh, Dustin A. Push wrote in a statement, these allegations are based entirely on hearsay because neither of the romantic partners referenced were willing to engage with Rolling Stones for the article demonstrating their outright falsity. Uh, Push added that Majors also denied any allegations of abuse, violence, or intimidation during his time at Yale. Most seriously, more than a dozen sources collectively claimed to Rolling Stone that Majors allegedly abused two romantic partners, one physically, both of them emotionally. It was persuasively known that he was a good actor and that he also would terrorize the people he had dated, one of the sources say. Majors allegedly strangled one woman he was dating and was mentally and emotionally abusive with her. None of those sources claim the second woman allegedly told friends that her relationship with Majors was emotional torture. Those who are friends with the woman or were present during their relationships with Majors independently corroborated details of the alleged abuse. Throughout conversations with Rolling Stone, they described feeling alarmed by what they witnessed at the time or... 
what they were told by the women. Rolling Stone is withholding the names of the women and the specifics of their relationships as several sources voiced fear that Majors and his team would retaliate against the women. Majors was aggressive at work as well, according to sources, most recently on the set of the upcoming film Magazine Dreams. Two production members claimed the 33-year-old actor pushed one person while on set and physically intimidated another while screaming at them, leading to a complaint to producers. The sources say executive producer warned them to give Majors his space a production source with knowledge of the situation claimed to Rolling Stone that producers were only aware of one complaint that was made towards the end of filming and disputed the person with was physically intimidated. The allegations that Mr. Majors got physical with or physically intimidated anyone on any movie or set are downright false, Push wrote in the statement to Rolling Stone. Everyone who was, has worked with Majors knows that he employs an immersive method acting style, and while that can be misconstructed as rudeness at times, those who know Mr. Majors and work in the industry have attested to his dedication to the crowd as well as his kindness. So, I want to talk about this. So, John Majors, I'm a big Marvel fan, so I'm in really kind of keeping up with everything like this. Uh, Jonathan Majors was just recently in court, and they basically showed all the receipts proving he was innocent in the altercation uh, That for the reason why he was arrested and why he was in court. To begin with, his lawyer like brought you know brought all the receipts, and that's always going to be the big thing in life is always have receipts, as the kids say, because when you have the receipts you have answers, and honestly, you know, and sometimes a lot of things are word of mouth, and you know, and that's the thing, like, I've had to deal with, like, you know, you know, you're working in entertainment, you're gonna work with probably the worst people who ever existed, uh, possible, so, you know, that it, just, like, at some, sometimes you just feel like that, I just wish I had, like, a body camera on me at all times, so when people are just, uh, but, you know, try to be sneaky and snake-like, you can just show up the video and shit like that, you know, like, with police officers, you know, can prove or disprove that they're they're bad. Uh, so I think about this when you're talking about like an immersive acting style or whatever. Uh, here's here's the thing, and I really have to say I don't like being like the kind of a victim blamer, and I'm not blaming any of these victims. And I don't know a lot of the full story. It's a lot like the existence of aliens, like when Tom DeLonge talks about like the existence of aliens, and you know, in my mind, I'm like. Yeah, there could be aliens on Earth, and everything he could be saying is true, but we can't determine everything as a fact right now because all these people he's saying he heard this stuff from uh, decided to remain anonymous, like, you know, a lot of these women are uh, remaining not anonymous, and so, like, yeah, but he's very high up in it. I'm like, is he, though? Because you're not willing to say who it is, and until, like, actual, you know, people from NASA and stuff, like, really start talking about, like, hey... Uh, for real, like, you know, or whatever, you know, for real, aliens are among us right now. Like, you know, and like someone who's like very qualified and like they get evaluated mentally and stuff like that, you know, and that's the thing I'm going to here. And I, you know, I hate talking like about stuff like this, especially about abuse, because at the end of the day, you know, it's like, it's all he said, she said, and remaining anonymous, you know, you can say someone's abusive, but like, unless you're willing to put your brand, you know, and these are just normal people, but if you're not willing to put your brand on the line to to take someone down, I don't know. And he's saying it's two women, one was emotionally abusive, and that's, and there is a lot of problems with, I had, like, I dated someone who was emotionally abusive. And it's like, were they? Or, 
are you just a shitty person? Because sometimes that's the case. He could be an abusive boyfriend, but like an abusive, like an emotionally abusive person. At the end of the day, it's different from being violent because at the end of the day, it's like, you just, you just need to leave. You know, if they're going to be violent. That's when it gets hard because like, yeah, they might just show up and uh, murder everyone in the room. Uh, but so like, there's that stuff. So the women he dated, I'm like, I don't know. Something just, in, in my gut, something feels off about what they're saying. Something really does feel off about it. It's like, he choked me. I'm like, something, you know, he did, ch- he choked me. And it's like, well, technically screw like Maybe I like being choked in the bedroom. I'm like, I don't know about that. So just a lot of questions, you know, just something seems off. And then last thing I want to say, immersive, you know, acting, you know, like I met some musicians and like when you're working on music, they are the biggest fucking asshole you've ever met in your fucking life. Like it's just hard to work with them. But then you, you stop, you know, you're just hanging out and talking and stuff like that. And like, you get along fine. Like it's people like that. Sometimes it's just, and like, you know, teachers, if you watched a uh, whiplash, that's a somewhat good example, uh, about it where it's like the teacher's just a fucking asshole during rehearsal. But then Rehearsal's over, and he's like, hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> How are you doing? You know, it's it's weird stuff like that. So, I'm, I'm you know, I'm following this case, and I'm following everything with it. Uh, and I didn't even read the full Rolling Stone article. I edited it down for relevance to the show. So, everyone tell me, do you think Jonathan Major's innocent, guilty? And if, even if he is guilty, he's a really good actor, though. And, like, like his career ends after like, Secret Wars, Avengers Secret Wars, like, we'll end his career then, but just, you know, you know, I don't mind watching a movie, like, that guy's a piece of shit, you know, (laughs) I don't mind that shit, so I don't know, I'd love to hear everyone else's thoughts on this. Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy, only for it to turn out to be a mirror, and you are, in fact, the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today. You can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee-pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor, Privacy, comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information, 
each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign up. But wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. Some of you know me, and some of you know I am obsessed with medical shows, especially on the Learning Channel. TLC, for something you may know. TLC, if you don't know what kind of content they usually make, they usually make well, people who date their car. Uh, they're really popular for dating foreigners. They're also very popular for... from. You know, they're mainly they're mainly popular from like people who who fuck cars and uh, <laughs> and who are married to roller coasters and shit like that. Uh, but they do have the medical shows, and I'm pretty sure the medical shows on TLC are is like the fine line that still allows them to be somewhat of an educational uh, an educational channel. So, uh, crack addicts. That's <laughs> That's what I'm, and I know what you're thinking, crack addicts. <laughs> that's a funny joke. That's that's the point of the joke. Like the point of the joke was the fact that it was uh, that it's uh, it's about crack cocaine. So um, uh, what? Or no, sorry. So what happens when you add things? <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Um, the show it's uh, it's from Doctor Cologne. And C-O-L-O-N, uh, luckily the, the second O has a little line on top of it, so it's not colon, Dr. Colon. Uh, no, I bet there's still people who fuck it. We all know that guy who says things wrong or just says a lot of things wrong, Col- Dr. Colon. Uh, but anyway, she's TLC. She is a chiropractor, so we're going to be talking about chiropractors and chiropractic adjustments for a minute. So uh, definitely, uh, definitely something we could say is uh, cool stuff. Slick stuff, neat stuff. Uh, so yeah, basically, she is a chiropractor. Um, also, something very distracting uh, throughout the show is that she is very attractive. Now, TLC, well, at least for the the lady doctors, um, when it's a lady doctor, they make sure they do make sure that they're extremely qualified, like extremely overly qualified for the field they're in. And also, they have to be hot. But I think Doctor, I think Doctor Cologne maybe, I don't know. It's between her and Doctor Lee, the hot, the hottest doctors. Who is the hottest doctor of all time? Uh, I only go with the ones on TV. I, I see the ones on TV more than real doctors. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing. If, if you if you should be able to see. Honestly, though, it doesn't mean you're healthy if you don't need to see a doctor. You know. Isn't that it? Usually people just get checkups and they're like, well, looks like you or your blood's blue. Um, so anyways, though, uh, she, yeah, so Dr. Cologne, like, and she is one of my favorite of the doctors on the show. Uh, very, the thing is, you know, you meet 
people with like bubbly personalities, but she she has a genuinely like a very genuine like bubbly personality. So that's really nice, and that's definitely uh, something that you want from a from a medical professional who will be uh, doing the little head snap thing. Uh, what I like to I usually call it the head snap thing, uh, and. It's one of those things that kind of that can kind of freak you out. So when so I recently rewatched the uh, the Chris Nolan Batman movies. Chris Nolan, like I know the guy. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, I made a lot of I made a lot of thoughts. You know, I thought one they it takes itself way too seriously, and it's like no one in real life talks like this. Master Wayne, why do we fall? So we get back up again. That's not my Michael Kane. That's my Michael Kane. Why do we fall, Master Bruce? Who are long to get back up again? I learned like some things with impressions that like sometimes you have like a you can say a word a certain way and then you can do it. I recently learned I can do a little bit of Irish and like farty instead of forty uh forty farty farty. Oh, Jimmy Christmas, call me McGregor. I'm Irish. I'm not Irish McGregor. I'm 40 years old. You know, I'm, I'm working on impressions. I'm working on, you know, getting my impressions better, you know. I learned that, you know, I need to work hard. I don't know why that's a thing I need to work on, you know. You're just like, you know, I really need to work on, like, my accents, you know. For some reason, you're like, oh, you're working on it because you want to, like, star in a movie being that? No, I just, it's just what I want to do in my free time. It's like, I've been, try- I've been trying to write an album for the last over a year, and I'm like, you know, that's a good use of my time, learning accents, all right, back to the show, but yeah, she, so, yeah, so basically, yeah, Dr. Cologne, super bubbly, happy personality, very positive person, and I do have to say, I really do think there is something to, uh, smiling, you know, like, the whole thing, where it's, like, men ask women to smile for me, smile for me, honey, <laughs> you know, like, and it's kind of creepy and annoying, you know, I don't think you should be, like, telling women to smile, I don't know, I think you gotta earn, you should try and earn that shit, you know, but I do have to say, though, like, we all look better if we smile, or at least women do, when women smile, like, and you have a good smile and shit like that, like, it does make you look better as a person, you know, like, when we're all sad and we have that have that big old resting bitch face, like, we don't look good that way, you know. And I love seeing, like, women on Instagram, they're trying to act like a bad bitch, but really they're just, like, they, they have a, like, uh, Glenda the Good Witch vibes, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, but, like, Dr. Cohen, like, she had, I guess she had leukemia, like, stage four, not, not the good stage, not the good stage of canceling, <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, and then, like, they showed a picture of when she was younger, and, like, you know, even with cancer, she still got it, you know? That's a weird thing to say to someone. You're like, you know, I noticed she had cancer, <laughs> but, like, you're still very attractive, <laughs> you know? I know you have cancer and all, but uh, you make my dick. No, I'm not going to say that. Uh, and then I learned uh, from following her on Instagram that she was going through postpartum uh, I guess she just had a kid when they were filming, uh, at least this season. I don't know if they're ever going to renew this show for like a season two or whatever, or even more. I'd love to see it that way because this show is 
all satisfaction. So for like, let's say Dr. Pimple Popper. So what's what's the satisfying thing? What's the real reason someone would watch Dr. Pimple Popper? Um, you know, some people watch it to get things removed or and then pop things, you know, and it's just like it's satisfying. It's a little therapeutic and stuff like that. And so that's kind of like the joy of watching the show, why you'd watch like, you know, especially with Dr. Pimple Popper, something like super disgusting uh, come out of someone's body like because it's somewhat satisfying and some people really like popping shit, you know, but uh, like this show it's chiropractic adjustments and you know, I don't know how to explain to someone, but you know, like you adjust their back or, you know, or their spine, you know, it's, and that's what chiropractors do. They just focus on your spine and uh, like, you know, they, they adjust it and then you hear a big crack and you know, in my body, if whenever I've had like, you know, someone's like done like pop my back or whatever, it's like, it feels really good because it does feel really good because I think um, the, what I've learned from the science behind it was that, uh, it's like gases releasing and it's relieving pressure and we have pressure and it's relieved. Like you just get a good feeling and stuff like that. And so, yeah, that's what that show is like. That's the entire show. It's just watching that where Dr. Propopper's like, Oh, some bitch has eczema, you know, she's going to get some pills and some shots, you know, I'm like, okay. But then you're like, the next person has a lipoma, the size of a bowling ball. And we're going to watch Dr. Lee remove it. And I'm like, I'm in for this. This show is just all cracks, you know, and ooh, it's just, I don't know. There's something about chiropractic adjustments that like watching it and listening to it is just very therapeutic. I don't get it, but it is. I think it's just the relieving of pressure and then you feel like the joy they're feeling. Like uh, there's this one chick, I'll um, watch her, like she does the adjustment and then like her soul, it looks like her soul left her body and then just came back. Watch this taking all that pressure off the nervous system. Because mm -hmm. you have a lot of movement. Ooh. Look at that, you want to move and I'm not even ready. Mm. Oh my God. Damn. <laughs> I'll let you just sit I, for a second. <laughs> all right. I, I thought I saw Jesus for a second, so I was just like, well, don't go there, girl. No, don't go. no, he's bringing me, he's bringing me back down. Wow. All right. Let's do it. I love it. You needed this. I did. You really needed this. Thank you so much. That's the beauty of healing. Ooh. Wow. We focused here? Yeah, like, I felt that in my soul, and I'm, like, I gonna guarantee that you probably, uh, felt that in your soul, even just listening to it, I bet you were just like, whew, like her soul left her body and came back. Uh, the only thing chiropractors that that's weird to me is I have a friend and, uh, apparently him and some other friends used to do a joke and, and then somehow I got involved with this and he's like, Hey Sam. And I'm like, what? And then I turn around and then he has my hand, my head in his hands. And then he does like the neck snap thing you know, to help that alignment. And now if you watch, like I said, I mentioned before I watched the Christopher Nolan Batman, Bane does that in The Dark Knight. Is it? Is it yeah, it's The Dark Knight Rises, right? Yeah, it's The Dark Knight Rises. And uh, I, the first time I watched it was in theaters, and I didn't watch it again until like last week because I didn't not like that scene at all. It's when they're on the football field and like he just fucking snaps that scientist. Oh, 
I don't know why that like that gets me, but uh, but yeah, when I watch it in a chiropractor adjustment with like a professional, it's okay to watch it. It's very satisfying. It's very satisfying to watch. There is a lane where it's like any just good crack, good cracks in the back, you know, Cairo adjustments. And uh, then there's the there's a weird lane. It's like hot chicks getting adjustments, and I kind of like it. And it kind of makes me, it's kind of weird. There's like no talking. And so that's also very weird. And it just seems creepy, you know, for me watching it with all the silence, you know, you know, that's why, that's why it's really important for men to make noise during sex. Cause it's just creepy. And I know fellas, you don't, we don't need to make noise to have a good time. It's good for your partner and it makes you not look like a psycho. It's okay to, it's okay to jack off in silence though. Like you can jack off in silence all you want. In, in the privacy of your own, in like, in your own space, you know? In the privacy of your own space is where you need to do that shit uh, if you're going to do it. The big thing, though, I want to I wanna talk about here um, in regards to chiropractic adjustments uh, is a lot of people, there's, I've been, I went down a little bit of a TikTok rabbit hole. I didn't go very far, I'm just saying. I'm the kind of guy who, I wouldn't even dig, you know, do we need a berry body six feet on the ground? Like, I get to three, and I'm like, you know... I think I'm, I think this is good. <laughs> like, I would just bear us with three feet, you know? Uh, so anyways, though, I pulled this article up from AICA Orthopedics, uh, or chiropractoratlanta.com. So obviously a clear source. I just wanted to go over like what you should see a chiropractor for and what you shouldn't see a chiropractor for. Because genuinely, like, a lot of people are saying chiropractors are scams, like, and snake oil salesmen. And then there's other people who, like, swear by it. But also, it's like, like, the person giving you the adjustments, like, they had to go through a lot of school and training. And even then, like, a good chiropractor would know, like, hmm, yeah, I can't, I shouldn't do that because you would die. And, like, just because something weirdly is in pain, then, uh you know, then doesn't mean you necessarily the chiropractor is going to be the one to fix it. And so are they scams? Are they not? I don't think they're scams, but I do think there's a lot of chiropractors who uh, claim they can do things that are, are impossible. You know, uh, Dr. Cologne is a good chiropractor. Like she very much explains it. And it seems like she just does what, what needs to be done. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to twist your head for no reason. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to pair, I'm going to try and paralyze you. You know, and so, uh, yeah, so here's some things, though. Let's look, let's look at here. What chiropractors treat? So if those of you are wanting to know, are chiropractors scams or not? Like, let's talk about, like, if you have one of these problems, a chiropractor would actually help you. So back pain I saw here uh, from Chiropractor Atlanta. So if you have back pain, uh, you know, you know, like poor posture, arthritis, you know, chronic back pain. Those are good things to go to a chiropractor for. At least have them check you out or whatever, you know. Assuming you know a good chiropractor to go to, they'd really be able to help you out there. Uh, neck pain, obviously. Uh, seems uh, clearly a chiropractor would be able to help you out with that. Joint pain, uh, definitely, you know, if you have problems with joints, I think a chiropractor would do it. Assuming, you know, it's the the joints that like the chiropractor can help with not like something weird it's like when i've had kidney stones i've had back pain and i'm like a, a chiropractor would not be able to help that i don't know what a chiropractor would do like punch the kidney a little bit till it just pops out you know i don't know 
Headaches is the one that uh, really surprised me that, like, just, I don't know, like, sometimes your spine, which make, I mean, doesn't, it's not the worst thing. I think the spine, like, the spine and the brain, there's a lot of shit there, you know, that controls things. So, yeah, I could see headaches could being the cause of something to do with your spine and shit like that. So, yeah, see, you know, car accident injuries, which, you know, just, oh, you mean uh, a big motor vehicle uh, that, crashed into you and pushed you in the wrong ways uh did did you dirt like made your spine misalign like yeah sports injuries obviously you know for specific you know specific cases slips and falls obviously those are just and pinched nerves okay yeah oh yeah pinched nerves i remember they were talking about that on one episode so far uh so yeah those are some things i think you should see uh Let's, let's read this section, though. I'm just going to read it straight up. When you shouldn't see a chiropractor. There are some instances where it may not be recommended to see a chiropractor if you were recently injured and have a lot of pain and swelling. The chiropractor adjustments may not be the most appropriate course of treatment at that time. People who have osteoporosis or fragile bone density may need additional tests or support before getting chiropractic care. You may meet with an orthopedic doctor first before determining whether chiropractic care is an appropriate treatment option for your injury or health condition. If you are in an emergency situation or require immediate medical attention, then you should go to the hospital or urgent care. Emergency room and urgent care physicians can address emergencies and help get you stable. Once any immediate threat or concern is addressed, you can seek follow-up or continued care with a chiropractor you trust. You can always talk to your doctor or chiropractor if you have questions before beginning any kind of treatment, including chiropractic care. Yeah, uh, so yeah, those are basically things, um, Hopefully that made sense to all of you because I don't want to go into it any further. And I think, like, you the, you have to give the chiropractor permission before they do anything. So do you think they're going to do something that will make you uncomfortable and also probably won't help you? Like, there's, like, the toe popping out. You, that's a move. And I'm like, I don't want them. Or in the finger popping. I, don't, I wouldn't want – just don't mess with my hands and if you don't have to because I, I make a living with my hands. Sounds like I'm. it's from jerking people off, but it's really just music, so – uh, so that's cool. So overall, I would have to say if you get like serotonin into your brain from chiropractic adjustments, the best thing I'd suggest for you to do is check out crack addicts. Uh, it's on HBO, uh, not HBO max. It's just max now. Sorry. I'm microaggressions there, but if you have just, I don't even think I'm gonna have to have discovery plus much longer because it's all going to be on max. So, um, that's a cool, cool thing, and uh, yeah, I feel like if Dr. Cologne uh, gave me an adjustment ev- after everything, I'd say mommy. I mean, who's not going to say mommy to that woman? So it's the, f- for- it was the 4th of July was this week, and uh, we're talking about America, you dumb son of a bitch. And with that, I decided, hey, you should take a citizenship test. You should take the citizenship test. Now, for those of you who don't know who the, what a citizenship test is, if you're, if you decide, if you're from another country and you decide to come into America, you have to pass a test with just random facts about the United States. And when, if you pass that test, they do other stuff and they let you become uh, a citizen of the United States. So it's pretty cool. But uh, anyways, though, a lot of People who live in the United States do not know, could not pass that test, even if they tried. If they tried to pass that test, they would immediately fail. 
So I thought I would test my knowledge. I know a lot about history, and I just know a lot of you things for some reason. And so I decided let's let's jump into the test. So let's just jump in right now and look at this test. All right. This is the 2008 civics practice test. It's from the official website, so I feel like it's from a .gov, so I feel like we can we can use this. So let's let's just jump into it. Let's see here. All right, we've got 20 questions. Who is in charge of the executive branch? That's the president, right? I don't want to... Please let this be a good start. Yep, president. All right. Who wrote the Declaration of Independence? The Declaration of Independence was written by Thomas Jefferson because in the third grade, uh, we all had to be presidents, and I got Thomas Jefferson, the third president, and uh, that's how I know he wrote the Declaration of Independence and stuff like that. So that's Thomas Jefferson. D, yep. Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence. Yep. I'm just built different. Uh, what is one responsibility that is only for United States citizens? Obey the law, be respectful of other, pay taxes, serve on a jury. What is one responsibility that is only for United States citizens? Oh. Well, it's okay, let's let's deduce this here. Uh I like that on the top right corner. Need help? Ask Emma. Like, I don't think if you're taking a citizenship test, you're not gonna fucking Emma's not gonna be fucking there to help you out. Uh, there's one responsibility. Let's see. So I th- uh, well, every country pays taxes. Every country should be respectful. Of not, that's not even like a rule. Uh, obey the law. Every country has laws, and you have to obey. So I'm gonna say serve on a jury because I know jury duty is like an American. I don't. I feel like that's an American thing. I don't know, but. Every answer has been D so far, so I think that's something very interesting. So, all right, I got that right. What ocean is on the west coast of the United States? That would be the Pacific Ocean, right? Because Atlantic is the one on the right side, and then Pacific is on the left side. The nice thing is, the nice thing about the world is, you know, Atlantic and Pacific are the biggest ones, and that that's like everywhere. So. So, yeah, I'm going to say West Coast, uh, that's Pacific. They've literally, every answer has been D so far, and it's freaking me out. And I'm glad they give you, like, oh, the answer's right. So, we don't need to ask Emma for help. That's nice. Um, next question. Name one state that borders Canada, Rhode Island, Maine, Oregon, and South Dakota. I know South Dakota doesn't. Oregon doesn't. Doesn't because it's under Washington. Maine, I think the best one's Maine. Rhode Island, I don't think touches anything. B, Maine. All right, at least one answer is not D. Yep. Dude, it would be funny if I had Alaska. That'd be the best one. All right. Next one. When was the Constitution written? The Constitution. It was not written seventy-seven to six. That was so. I want to say eighty-seven. I feel like it's still at an 8 in there, so it's either A or B. <laughs> Correct, dude. I am, I'm fucking killing this, dude. I'm, dude, I'm fucking, you know, but I was also born here and had American history. <laughs> I've taken two, at least a college, edu- college American history, and I've taken a high school American history. All right. Who was the first president? Okay, this is, but I guess I could understand how you wouldn't know that if you didn't live in America. America, you dumb son of a bitch. Just George Washington. All right, correct. George Washington. And, yep, he, we all know he was president. Uh, how many amendments does the Constitution have? Um, 
the Constitution, we're not talking about all amendments. I think we're talking about the Constitution, which I think is 10, right? 10? Oh, first one wrong. 27. Okay, so they did want how many amendments there are and, you know, amendments to the Constitution. Okay, so uh, I played myself there. Okay, well, we can't win them all. Uh, we elect a U.S. Senator for how many years? Oh, boy. Um, senators. Senate. One of them is two. I think representatives are two, right? And then... I'm going to say four. Six, okay. Okay, well, we're, we're on the hall run. What is the name of the Speaker of the House of Representatives now? That's, yeah, it's Kevin McCarthy because he, I remember they had all that shit going down because it was a Republican majority of the House. Yep, Kevin McCarthy, yep, I knew that one. Uh, what is one promise you make when you become a United States citizen? Not defend the Constitution of the laws of the United States. Oh yeah, I think I remember this because I uh, would from beat em ups is now a citizen. He's like, and like they had to tell him like, so you you're gonna protect the Constitution, right? And if like they don't speak English well, they'll just say no. <laughs> they can't be citizens. Uh, disobey the laws of the United States. Give up loyalty to other countries, and then not defend the Constitution. Okay, so A is clearly not it. D is clearly not it. I think you have to give up loyalty to uh, countries, right? Yeah, because you have to give up citizenship unless you become, like, dual citizens or some shit like that. Yeah. Next question. What is the political party of the president now? So it's our current Republican... Not per, current president is Joseph Biden. Jo, who's Joe? Joe Mama. Uh, he's, Demo, he's a Democrat, so... Correct. All right. What are two cabinet-level positions? Okay. Um, I don't think the Secretary of State, but I think the Secretary of Labor is Secretary of the Interior. Secretary. I don't think there's a Secretary of History. I don't think there's a Secretary of Weather. That doesn't sound right. Health and Human Services and Secretary of the Navy. All of these sound wrong. Secretary of State, because I don't think that's a cabinet. Actually, no, wait, no. Secretary of State, wait. I think that might be it, I think. There we go, I figured it out. Ha <laughs> see. Okay. Before he was president, Eisenhower was a general. What war was he in? Uh, he was a World War II general, President Eisenhower. He is a... Kansas, our only Kansas president, and he was a World War II general. I don't think Korea. I don't think he, he did anything in Korea. Yeah, he was a World War II general, and then became president after that. One of my favorite Republican presidents, Eisenhower. All right. What happened at the Constitutional Convention? Oh fucking dude, <laughs> dude. Okay, the Constitutional Convention. I feel like the Constitution was written sounds right. Could be wrong. Hey, we were right. Okay. When do we celebrate Independence Day? Uh, it looked 
just it's coming up in May, uh, July 4th, March 4th. Let's see, let's see January 1st, New Year's Day, March 4th. I don't know what the hell, June 30th, which just happened, and July 4th. Okay, yep, July 4th. Easy one. Fourth, not easy. Fourth of July. What did Martin Luther King Jr. do? You know, I like MLK. I don't know if that should be on a citizenship test. Uh, fought for uh, the answer is fought for civil rights from everything we see here. This is a very easy one. Uh, fought for civil rights. Yep, that's him. Next question. Why did the colonists fight the British? Uh, it's taxation without representation. Because uh, they didn't have self-government. You know, all the all these answers. Let me just read them all. Because of high taxes. Yep, because the British army stayed in their houses. Yeah, that was a big deal. Now, that's like the... Is that the third or fourth amendment? Those are always two uh, you always mix up. Because you never hear about them. Um... Well, I think I think it's it's one of them, yeah. Where it's like the army can't stay in your house, and it's been so long since then. It's just like, all right, all right, man. Uh, so it's all these answers: uh, taxation without representation. Big thing, yeah. The big thing that happened in the revolutionary, why the revolutionary war happened, is because of that whole separate. It's like we don't feel equally represented. The American colonists did not feel equally represented. Uh, by Britain, so they cut it off. And it's just like, it was such a large gap from, you know, it's like, I, I don't, you know, Alaska even to me feels like a different, a different world out there, you know? So all these answers, yep. Who is the commander-in-chief of the military? All right, so the attorney general, the secretary of defense, the president, the vice president. Commander-in-chief, yeah, that's the president, right? Yep. Answer is the president. Da, 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 da. What do we call the first ten amendments to the Constitution? This is what I was... This is that one of the questions I got wrong. It's the Bill of Rights. Uh, yep. First ten amendments. That's what I got confused with. And so, okay. Yep. All right. 90% of the questions correctly. All right, folks. I got a 90%. That's still an A. I think my... No, actually, my high school was weird. Where it's like 91% was an A. I'm like, fuck you. Or maybe even 92% was an A. Like, fuck that school. Uh, but anyways, though, yeah. Uh, you just have to Google citizenship test, and you take it. Everyone tell me what score you get. And don't copy me on that, okay? I don't want you to hear that you are fucking copying me, all right? Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on, then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones. Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon on for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description get five dollars off your first order with drizzly and remember when you use our links you directly support this show 
You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards. It was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! It's time for Oh No, Our Table, the part of the podcast where I just answer questions. That's all it is. That's all this part of the pod is. And uh, without further ado... Um, Let's just jump into it. Okay, this first one's got me fucking crazy. Boyfriend leaving shit stain on bed lately. What? Hi, I'm 21 and been dating him 21, okay, about three months now, but the last two times he came over, I noticed a slight brown stain on my bed the next morning, and it corresponds to where his butt is positioned when I go down on him these two times. This has never happened before, though, but we've only started having sex recently after we became exclusive. However, he's been sleeping over at mine for a bit, and we both sleep naked, and this hasn't happened before. He was also a little sick the past week. I was, too, but it was not too bad. I don't know. Is this a fluke or a hygiene issue? Does this happen to you guys? Because if it's a hygiene issue, honestly, I also don't want to have to teach a grown man how to wipe. I'm a dump. <laughs> um... I mean, one of the biggest short answers is if, like, he doesn't know how to clean his ass, like, ladies, don't date a guy who doesn't know how to clean his ass. And and if you're wanting to date Josh Casey, author of Track and Desire, A Journey After Swallow to a Kites, he doesn't wipe his ass. So uh, he has no hygiene. So uh, it's going to suck if he has to go to a second marriage because he is not going to last out there. I I know the dating scene seems like he is not going to last out there. Uh, so yeah, another thing that can happen is if he's, if you're farting, sometimes some brown, sometimes, I don't know, isn't it? Cause like sometimes like you can get a little brown, brown spot in your underwear and it's literally just for, it's like fart stains, you know, it's not like you, you're just fucking, it's like legit, just like straight up poop on your underwear because you, you don't last very long. If you have poop on your underwear, like just sitting there, like it does not last very long. Uh, however, when you fart, like, you know, sometimes, and if you have poo in the colon, so that's actually a fun fact for you. If you didn't know, uh, the reason why I fart, if your farts smell bad versus non-smelly farts is if you have poo in your colon. So if you have poo in your colon, it's going to smell bad. If you don't, it's just going to, it's just going to be air. So that's what a smelly versus non-smelly fart is. And so he may be farting and people do fart in their sleep, right? Like that's a normal thing to happen. I think I do, or I just don't care. I, I have my own room, so, you know not worried about anyone else. Uh, so there's that. I actually, even then, I don't like sleeping naked. Uh, even then, I, I'll put on underwear, worst case scenario, because I am worried about sharding in the bed. That is a, a big concern for me. Um, 
you know, shouldn't be a concern for me. It is, um, you know, I think one of my meds, what happens is like, it does drain me. So I just, I get very watery. I can, I can easily sharp myself. That's, that's good. So, um, possibly could be farts, but, um, here's the thing. Here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to give it a couple. You're going to see how, if it continues to happen. Uh, it's, yeah, you may have to continue to happen. You're only three months into, uh, you know, you know, he could be your soulmate. He could not be, but, but, and then that's another question I think we have here. Like, what does his bed look like? Or is he hiding that shit? Because I don't know that, that that's the big thing to me. Like what's his bed looking like? If you're both sleeping naked, which you kind of understand when, you know, after, after, sex after that happens but like what's his own bed looking like so next time you go over to his place just take a look at the sheets and you're like what if he washes them before i come over he's not washing i don't think he's 21 he's not washing his sheets every day he's not washing his sheets often if he washes his sheet at all but like that often you know I try. If you only have, fellas, if you only have one sheet, pair of sheets, which most of us, we, we probably do, <laughs> most of us do, uh, you gotta watch that shit every week, you know? It's just, you know, just get into the good habit of doing that, and you should be fine. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna say it's, he's probably farting, or shit, literally shitting in the bed, or not wiping well. And uh, you can't get a bidet, but he might think that's gay, like Josh Casey author of Tracking Desire, Journey After Swallowtail Guides. So, uh, yeah, I don't think, yeah, if, if this is going to be a deal breaker for you, which would be a deal, if, if a woman, if I had a woman come over and there's poo in the bed every time I ate her out, I think we're, we would have a problem. There would be a problem in the relationship, for sure. Do people nitpick at my appearance in public as much as I do? Just wondering the extent someone draws conclusions of people based on their appearance in informal situations. Um, so in my mind... Uh, this is the type of guy you get. I will say that no one really nitpicks your appearance as much as you do. Second place would be your mother. If you have a mother, she will nitpick your appearance to God knows in. And after that would be an aunt who always mentions how fat you are. I don't have one of those. I'm not a woman. So if I was a woman, I'd have an aunt that would probably be like, really put on some pounds there. I'm like, shut the fuck it. It's like, how come, how come you don't have a husband? How come your kids don't have the same last name? You know, you have things like that. Uh, but yeah, no, I feel like, yeah, there is something because only we know the incretive, intricate there we go, sorry. intricate little details about our bodies like we only we know as much unless you believe in god then he might uh doesn't seem like he cares but uh yeah we're always the most self-critical on our appearance and stuff like that like we have to look perfect like people aren't that bad uh people don't really pick on your appearance unless they're your mother then they will a hundred percent nitpick your appearance to the very end of their life they're gonna be on their deathbed they were like there's a hole in your shirt. Oh, and then they die, you know. That's what they are. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just just realize no, everyone's thinking about themselves more than they're thinking about other people. If you think about other people more than you think about yourself, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's child trauma. That's like childhood trauma right there. 
but most of us were thinking about ourselves most of the time. So that's something I feel like you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't worry about people nitpicking or especially that's what my therapist is telling me about perfectionism and shit like that. So, uh, that's rough, buddy. So yeah, just remember that everyone's thinking about themselves. No one's thinking about you. No one's thinking about you at all. And it's time for you to stop. It's time. It's time to stop. So, so that's fun. Wouldn't the snake in Adam and Eve be the good guy who freed them and gave them self-awareness? They didn't even know they were naked and had no worldly knowledge. Unable to pursue any type of growth would have left them stunted. In other words, they were mindless, simple pets until the snake convinced them to eat from the fruit and instantly became self-aware. Yeah, that, that is very much a good uh, example of the flaws in that story. There's so many fucking flaws in that Adam and Eve story where um, the best course of answer I would ever give to anyone, I don't care what you believe, is that story in Adam, if you believe in that stuff or if you don't. If you don't believe in it, just, you know, understand there's plot holes in it and it doesn't make sense. But if you do, uh, the advice I give, I'm like, it's probably not a literary text. I believe a lot of Genesis is poetry and, and, and at least in some sense, a form of poetry. So, uh, so yeah, when you read it in, in or interpret it as literal, which, uh, the Bible, a lot of the Bible was not meant to be read that way. FYI, uh, we do that because we don't like gay some people don't like gay people, and you know I have to do it. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. So, yeah, there's just so many flaws in the Adam and Eve story. One is that there are clearly animals that were made to eat other animals, and the fact that in this Garden of Eden that they that that is spoken of, uh, but you just you just pick fruit off the tree that's, that's all you had to do for food i'm like i don't know if that's i don't know what the, you know that seems weird okay that's weird that's suspicious uh and also and another flaw in the story i'm like okay god created the earth you know six days rest of the seventh day you know yada 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 and he created adam and yada yada and he gave let adam live in paradise okay however though there's one tree with fruit on it that if you eat that fruit, uh, you will be kicked out and be forced to suffer for the rest of your life. But God created the earth, so why would God put that tree there to begin with, you know, if he didn't want us to go towards it? It's like, it's kind of like there's a there's a test. Uh, I remember I saw some kid, like parents of kids do it. It's Basically, the idea of is you put candy on a table, like maybe like M&Ms or something, and then leave your kid with it. Then you walk away, but the camera's rolling and see if like your kid eats the candy or not. You know, just kind of a test of your children. It's not like, you know, it's just goofing around or wherever. I just saw a video of it. But uh, yeah, it's kind of like that. It's like, oh, you're leaving the candy there to tempt the children and the kids are going to want to eat it. And, like, you do obviously let them eat it afterwards, you know, obviously. But it's kind of like a test, like, will my kid eat it or will they not eat it? You know, if I just leave the room and they just leave them with it. So, very interesting. Because if God created the earth and created everything, it means he created that specific tree with that specific fruit. Meaning he 
at, at least at some point, wanted humans to go towards it and stuff like that, and wanted them to eat from it, and wanted them to fail, and and stuff like that. Yeah, and so, and yeah, and if you read it in a certain context, it's like it's like saying Mario is actually the villain, you know, of all the Mario games, where you know Bowser's just wanting to marry the princess and stuff like that, and then Mario come Mario comes and like like, harasses him, you know, stuff like that, but clearly that's not the case, because the story's read from Mario being the good guy and Bowser's being the bad guy, because those are what Mario games, it's simple, they're, they're kids' games that adults like me play, uh, you know, and, and I think, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, the serpent was trying to help them, and it sounds like God was trying to manipulate them, it's almost like a, it's really cult-like, you know, like, uh, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, you know, like she lived in a bunker for so long, you know, and like we can't go into the outside world. And like, what happens if we go in the outside world? You die. So they're just like living in this like sheltered and mind controlled state. There's a lot of problems. So yeah, I guess if you read the story in a certain context, yeah, it does sound like the, the serpent or the snake or the lizard or whatever you, however you want to interpret the story really does. Yeah. Come down to the perspective of it. Even from God's perspective, he's like, I made this. I also made this tree, but you can't eat from it. <laughs> you can't eat from it or you'll be, or you'll have knowledge. I'm like, okay. Like, you know, like you start poking holes and, in, in the story. And then, you know, if you read it as like a, I like to read it as more like a metaphorical context. That's how I, the end of my Christian days, that's how I kind of interpreted it, where it's like, man was once good with God, but then we fell away from God, and fell away from him as we gained knowledge, and we we learned good, and we learned evil, and like, and like, that's, you know, we strayed away from there, because like, we were once innocent, and then once we learned things, we changed from them, that's the way I interpret it, but everyone's different, everybody makes mistakes, everybody has those days, so... Yeah, when you read the story of Adam and Eve, it's it's just, yeah. I, I've never been able to get over them, like, but why would God just just not put, just don't, like, if the tree's going to cause a problem, then remove the tree. You're like, okay, if you have a tree in your backyard, and you're like, the thing is with this tree, uh, if you if you live 30, if you live 30 feet away from this tree, and say you just have a small backyard, you know, a small home, if you, that's the case, then you would probably just remove the tree. Like, why didn't you just, it's just, like, there's so many plot holes in the story, and that's called, once you, once you start thinking about that, that's called deconstruction. So, there's a lot bigger rabbit hole you can get down to if you're and more interested in deconstruction. Do I really have to give a 30-day notice to quit my job? I'm really unhappy with my job, not even going to bother to go into the details. It is very toxic. But in my employment contract, it says you may resign from your employment at any time upon providing the company with no less than 30 days advance written notice or your last intended, intended day of work. The company reserves the right to waive this notice of resignation period either in whole or in part. Do I really have to follow this? I would really just prefer to give a two weeks notice. I cannot stand another month with this company. I live in Ontario, Canada. So, yeah, the, you know, I, I knew what to say until you said Canada, but so, I think labor laws are similar, there, there's probably a handful of difference, and a handful of difference, but I know if you're living in the United States, I know that 
here's the thing. You can be fired at any time, and they're not going to give you two weeks. They're not going to fire you and then be like, okay, you have two weeks left, and then after that, you're fired. And so don't fuck up the company, <laughs> you know? So they're not going to do that. They're not going to give you that courtesy of two, giving you two weeks to after you're fired, you know? So you don't really need a reason to quit. Like, what, see, with this, this situation is, let me just talk, it's like, what would happen if you just stop showing up? Like, what are they going to do? I'm like, yeah, they're going to fire me. I'm like, I mean, you don't already don't want to work there. It's just it's different when you get fired versus stepping, you know, uh, you know, stepping down, you know, there's a, there's a difference in there, and, uh, yeah, so, I'm, you know, most of the time, you don't even need to give a two-week notice. The difference, I would say, and it can even be debated from here, like, what you can and can't do, is when you're on, like, a weird contract project type of thing, you know, where they, you know, where, uh, you have to, uh, like, for the most part, like, hey, we're gonna do this, we have, you know, you're gonna be, have a big event this day and this day and before that you have all that and that's when you have to do it and you don't get paid unless you do that whereas in it sounds like with your situation where it's like anytime you've worked you have to get paid for and that's just usually standard labor laws where if you work those hours you get paid for those hours that's really how a lot of works work but like for me if i do like a music gig i'm gonna get paid at the end of the night meaning that if I decide halfway through the set that I don't want to do it anymore, I can't go to, like, the owner of the bar or come back the next day and be like, hey, can I get paid? Just, you know, like, can I get paid half, you know, since I only played half? <laughs> no, they're not going to give you any money and, like, you know, stuff like that. So those are the real big things I would say you have. Uh, you know, it sounds like normal employment and it's a company, so you can just get up and leave, you know, if you really want to. Like, if it's that bad, just quit and do that shit, you know, you just can stop coming or best advice I'd give you is try to get some days off, you know, going. And then after the end of those days off, then you quit. So, uh, a lot of things you could do there, but yeah, I don't think that 30 day advance thing means anything given the fact that they'll fire you for no reason. Uh, the, what a, uh, resignation, you know, like a resignation letter or a two weeks notice is just a courtesy to your employer. That's a courtesy they will not give to you unless they, uh, very rarely will they ever give that to you. So, uh, do not kill yourself for a job unless it's like your passion or whatever, then, then kill yourself. I guess. I just got back into dating apps. Why do girls take so long to respond? I am growing a company and can get to my text within two hours max most of the time. It's 30 minutes. If I can do that working my A off at work for 10 to 12 hours, surely a girl working part-time can at least respond within eight hours. Since I'm able to respond quickly, I automatically assume they're going, they're ignoring on purpose. Yeah, um, unfortunately, some people do this. I'm not saying it's like any specific gender. All the genders do this. All can we just say there's 69 genders so it's funny? I think I'd really like that to be a case, but uh, yeah, it kind of sounds like her lack of response is a response which shouldn't be, it is, but it shouldn't be like that. Should not be a point. You should just be honest with people. Uh, you said worst case two hours, 30 minutes, and yeah, you, that's not the worst amount of 
time, you know, for responding. Some guys like are too eager. I get too eager, and I'm like, I like you a lot, you know. <laughs> I like you a lot, and I would like to talk to you nonstop. I'm like, it sounds like you have your own shit going on. That's good. Um, and yeah, that's kind of the problem with dating apps. I think uh, women on there a lot of times just need validation, which, I mean, it's a good place to give validation if you need it, especially if you're hot. If you're hot and need validation, ladies, that's what dating apps were made for, for that specific purpose. That's what dating apps were made for. Um, But, yeah, no, uh, her lack of response is a response, and I think, uh, unfortunately, that is the case where they're probably just not into you or not interested, which... Which does, like, I, I mean, I made the joke, but it kind of defeats the purpose of a dating app. Like, if you, like, say Tinder and you match with someone, but then you just don't respond to them because you're not interested, I think you're using the app wrong. Just, you know, it's like, if you're going to, like, there's one thing, like, yeah, I don't want to match with you, and, you know, and, you know, something like that, like, that makes sense. Like, that's why you're not talking to them, but you match because the purpose of the app was to help you meet someone. <laughs> it's very strange, and that's why I am no longer using dating apps just for that. I'm like, okay, so we're going to match and then just never talk to each other. I'm like, what's the whole, what's the fucking point of this? You know, what's the meaning of this? So yeah, I think her lack of their, her or their lack of response is a response to you. If they're taking 10, 12 hours to respond, like, I don't know, because, you know, and it's weird because you see people, everyone's glued to their phone all the time. Some people are like, I'm just a bad texter. I'm like, how are you on your phone constantly and are a bad texter? What, what the fuck are you even, what's the purpose of you even having a phone? You ever had that friend who just never talks to you on the phone? Like, why do you even pay for a phone plan? Like, you don't even talk to people. You won't, you don't reply to texts. You don't text people back. You don't return calls. Like, what's the whole, what's the point of you even, like, I'm going to pay, I'm going to pay a big bill a month. Uh, to ignore people, to not even use it. I'm going to play Flappy Birds on my phone. It's 2014. We're playing Flappy Birds on our phone. So anyways, though, that's a that's my complaints. That's why I don't use dating apps. And uh, yeah, I would say her long response and lack of response show everything you need to say about her. And yeah, at the end of the day, that's not someone you want to be with. So uh, just move on, my king. Why is getting drunk, high, wasted so normal? So, I mean, I can't really speak on behalf of the getting high. I don't know the history of getting high. It's probably a big, last, long, vast history. Uh, I do know with drinking, though, is, and I just recently learned this, from a history video on YouTube. So... When towns were being settled and made, every town kind of had their own bar, you know, because obviously people like alcohol. And if you want to go back far enough, alcohol was safer to drink than just water. Because I think uh, somehow in the process of making alcohol, it uh, it sterilizes the water somehow. If I, I, I'm right about it, but I don't know all the facts. Uh, it, like, sterilizes it. So some points where it's like, yeah, it's better for you to just, you know, drink this whiskey than that. And then, you know, wine, which, I mean, at some point, isn't wine for the most part. It's like, you know, like fruit, it's like a fruit juice, but like with alcohol, alcohol in it, and then yeast and all that stuff, you know. Fermentation, and there's, you know, a lot of shit that happens. Um, 
Like I said, at one point, yeah, I would say that. And then when towns were being settled, I know in the U.S. and I think you know in the U.K. and other places too, uh, with big, bigger drinking cultures, uh, like they would have town meet. Literally, they would just have town meetings at the bar, <laughs> like their local bar. They'd set up seats, and then they get drinks, and then they discuss town bullshit, you know. And so you know, and then towns were built really like towns. I know in the U.S. and I think maybe other places too. Towns were literally built around bars you know and you know bars did more you know and that's where men went to hang out and talk and socialize and stuff like that and ladies can go there so you know it's so that you know and what do you have when you're at a bar you have alcohol and you're drinking a lot and then you get wasted and then you know people decide they want to party and drugs do that and so getting drunk and then also getting drunk and high and wasted is fun you know uh, sometimes it's not as good the next day. Sometimes you made some really bad mistakes, but overall, yeah, no, th- I would say, yeah, that's probably the reason why, uh, it got so normalized. There could be more history behind it. That I don't know, but that's kind of how I know about the situation and knowing knowledge is half the power. So live with it. Last question we got here today. In the U.S., what happens if you don't pay a hospital bill? From a country with socialized health care, I have no concept of paying for hospital visits, etc. If you get injured, come out of hospital with a bill for $30,000. What happens if you don't pay it? So I worked in medical billing, so this is what actually happens, folks. So, so yeah, basically in the United States. So if you're European, you got to hear the horrors of what Americans have to go through if they are uninsured uh in the hospital. So, yeah, basically, if you don't know, uh, America does not have universal health care, which everyone's like, it just wouldn't work here. I'm like, yes, it would. It works in literally every other country that has it. <laughs> it, it works out for them. So, what would happen is, uh, you go to the hospital, and you would receive care. So, what happened, you know, you can go to the hospital, they're not going to refuse you, they're going to help you. They take the Hippocratic Oath, I think, isn't that what they take, where they help anyone regardless and so they'll help you. And then some leeches. Hospitals are like, it's like one-third doctors, nurses, and shit like that, and like medical professionals, and the other two-thirds is like people who try to gouge money out of people. And like legitimately, it's funny, like if, you, if you're in the hospital and you get your bill and it's like super huge, uh, call like their billing services and ask for an itemized statement. For some reason, when you get your items itemized, somehow the price goes down. I don't know how that works. This doesn't sound like a scam to anyone. So basically, yeah, then you're going to get billed later for it. Uh, it does, if you do have insurance, it'll go through that. And the problem is a lot of insurance there. They, the, the purpose of insurance is, I mean, like the idea of insurance is that uh, you pay a premium every month and, or your job does, et cetera, et cetera. And then uh, you receive care for it. However, uh, insurance companies have gotten privy to it. It's like, huh. That guy has a lot of health problems, meaning he's going to spend a lot of, he's going to be at the hospital and, you know, doctors a lot. So let's make it in a way where he still has to basically pay full price for services, even though he pays us already for it. Because the the purpose of how insurance companies make a profit is that people pay them, but they don't pay out claims. Like that's how insurance companies uh make a profit. It's, it's dark. It's bad. It, there's so many problems with it. So you go to the hospital and let's say, let's say you break your leg and you go to the hospital. They somehow, you know, they ask you for all your information. When they ask you for that information, uh, 
you know, and you don't have your ID or anything else on you, uh, what you do is you can, you could fill out just nonsense, you know, and make up shit. But if you don't want to, but if you do put out your real information, then like, you know, that's how, then they'll, after they insure their bill, after they go through the insurance and say you don't have insurance, it's just going to go straight to you and you're going to have to pay that full balance. And let's say it's like, oh, a hundred thousand dollars. And even with the minimum payment plan from, you know, the hospital billing or whatever, like there's no way I can even pay that a month without dying. And so you're like, I guess I can't do it. What happens is, um, the one, the billing hour dad does 90, did 90 days. Um, some people, some places don't do it. And a lot of, a lot of times with like, they somehow, they know your information, but they just never bill you for it. All of a sudden 90 days passes without you being notified. And then they send it to a collection agency and what collection agencies do is, uh, which is also horrible. Uh, they'll, they'll pay like pennies on the dollar for, your debt. They they basically buy debt, and the hospital will take a loss on it because they may because at least they made some money from that since the person who owes the money can't pay it back. So then it goes in collections, and then it fucks. Then it edits your credit score, and then if you have a low credit score, like you know, getting credit cards or trying to get a loan or trying to buy a house or a car, uh, gives you through a lot of hoops. And then you end up paying a lot of interest and stuff like that. Because the idea, the idea of a, you know, like your credit of like a credit score was like, how responsible is this guy with money? And like the low credit score supposed to be like, Oh, you're bad with money. So we got to like work around that. And if you have a high credit score, like, Oh, you're good with money. So you're, you'll be fine. Uh, it's that, you know, but it's like, Oh, a hundred thousand dollars in medical debt. I'm like, I don't understand how anyone would be able to pay for that. Like a normal human being with, who just makes a living, you know, middle-class person, there's no way they can pay that. So then they basically treat you like, Oh, you're bad with money because you had a medical emergency. Uh, so yeah, that's what happens if you don't pay hospital bills, it goes in your credit score or whatever. And remember, you know how boomers somehow have good credit? Yeah, because they didn't create the credit score until 1989. And my parents were like, you know, I have good credit. I'm like, that's because like, you've never struggled in your life or like a lot of boomers never had to. Uh, yeah. With all that being said, that's, that's the full episode of Cancel Shweezy. Thank you so much. Checking out the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. Follow me on social media at the Shweezy, my music, because I'm having new music coming out soon. So make sure you're following me under Shweezy over there. Uh, we got Patreon. We got uh, Cash App. We got PayPal. All great ways to say thank you for being a friend. Don't forget all the free things you can do, like checking out our YouTube page, subscribing to the show, sharing the highlights, leaving us a comment on your thoughts, because I like to hear back from them. If I need to update things, I will. And if you're checking out the audio podcast, make sure that you share with your friends, obviously, still. Leave a review. Give us a 5432 or one-star rating. So, like we like to say, honk if you love butt drugs. And stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. 
You just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs, and uh, yeah, stay awesome.